recording is from Parramatta Christian Church. We pray that this message inspires you in your walk with Christ. Good morning, church. Thank you, Michael, or I call him Ajit Anna. Um, and it was, uh, thank you for all the people who have been leading us. Um, the the Maccas made us a little bit hungry, but uh, that's okay. Thanks uh, to the communion talk and even praying for people who have served faithfully um, and um, yeah, lives that have been lived very faithful to the Lord is very encouraging. Um, friends, today I, I want to encourage, uh, encourage us from a verse in Revelation, in light of the series that uh, we are doing in our ministry year, which is firm, uh, and the verse is found in Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Let me read that. It says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. A fairly simple, straightforward instruction from our Lord, it says, behold, I am coming. Looks like a promise, a definite, definite promise. And by the way, the word quickly in the version that I am reading from, it says, behold, behold, I'm coming quickly. And quickly, according to the root word, is, is, uh, is takhu. And it says it has the meaning of immediately, speedily, hastily, shortly. And it says this word is specially used in the book of Revelation in relation to the imminent return of Christ. So remember, Jesus didn't just suggest something there. It, it meant quickly. Um, and then there was the exhortation to uh, hold fast what you have. Then there was the caution saying that no one will take your crown away. Be careful. Uh, so firstly, let me start with the exhortation of hold fast. And that's what I thought lines up with our ministry theme of firm. Uh, when I read this verse, hold fast, I was a little bit overwhelmed. Uh, my thoughts kind of started wandering. So, Lord, I, I know you probably mean spiritual, not in the natural. Um, yeah, Lord, you, you have given me salvation. Uh, you are giving me joy, peace, and by the way, Lord, I, I, I also own a few things here on earth, you know, I, I, Lord, I have this, this, and this, and it felt like the Lord saying, uh, hang on, let's take one at a time, just hold off there, let me remind you a few things, and he seems to be saying like, first in the natural, let me remind you, just put your hand in here, and you breathe, and uh, in, in Job, I clearly say, uh, it says, uh, as long as my breath is in me and the breath of God in my nostrils. So it felt like the Lord remi reminding me, my son, just don't run too fast. The breath that you have is mine. If I decide to take it off, even when I'm speaking now, well, you'll have to leave everything that you have here on earth. Just a reminder. Uh, and then the Lord said, well, I heard you saying spiritual. Let me just explain that as well. You had grief, 
I took it. You have sorrow. I'm reading, by the way, from Isaiah 53, if you hadn't recognized it. If you had sorrow, I took it. I was wounded because you shouldn't be. If you had iniquities, well, we have plenty of them. I took it. So all that you have in the spiritual, first in the natural is mine, in the spiritual is mine as well. And it felt like the Lord reminding me, my son, all that you have in the spiritual, first in the natural and in the spiritual is mine. And then I felt like, Lord, then what, what do I hold on to? Yeah, I understand not the natural, but in the spiritual. And then it felt like, okay, read a few verses ahead. Let's get a cue from what's in there. So we go in there in verse 8, it says, have kept my word. You have kept my word. The Lord uh, writing this to the church in Philadelphia, he said, you have kept my word. And that's something to hold on to. And then it also says, you have kept my command to persevere. That's something to hold on to. Then I thought, Lord, yeah, these things. Maybe we should have a session, Lord, just to just to see what I need to hold on to. And the Lord seems to remind me, well, when I tell you to hold on to something, I'm trying to realign, recalibrate your value system as well. What are you valuing? Oh, yeah, hold fast and value. Go together. So, Lord, we need to have a session. This, this is taking too long, long Lord. So, so it felt like, so I had a question, Lord. I, I do little things at church here and there. I, I love you. I, I read your word. I do things. Uh, uh, Lord, surely I sh no need to continue with hospitality. Um, Lord, it's probably, and it felt like, well, you're serving others through me, through that, uh, that you do. So, well, I feel probably you should continue on that. So anyway, you might have questions. So, let me finish by just a simple encouragement. So that's the hold on. Have a session with the Lord. See what he wants you to hold on to. Then the thing that I would want to encourage is as well, he says, I'm coming quickly. If you are buffeted by things that is hurting you, if you see the wickedness around the world that's hurting you, if you see the stories in the news that is hurting us all, hold on. I'm coming quickly. And finally, the caution. Don't let the enemy steal what you already have. You have a crown. You have a crown. And the only way the enemy steals that by lies. He lies. He's the father of lies. And the Bible tells us he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Easy to figure out. So, friends, uh, that's the little encouragement. Let's hold fast. The Lord's coming. And let's be cautious because the enemy tries to destroy what we have by lies. So God bless you guys. Hopefully we see in person soon. Uh, lovely to have this, all this uh, technology, but I missed the personal touch. So hopefully we'll be at church soon. God bless you guys. Well, good morning, PCC. It's nice to be with you this morning. It's a shame we can't be face-to-face, -face, isn't it? But it's just down the track, I'm sure, that we can meet together. I want to encourage you about a few things this morning. And uh, the Bible verse I've selected is Galatians 5.1, which reads, 
It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened by the yoke of slavery. Now, I realise when Paul wrote that, that he's talking about uh, religious rituals and the Old Testament. But I think in this day and age, we can be a slave to many aspects of our lives. And I'll just give you two examples. Because of this year, there have been no work. Uh, I haven't had to get out of bed at a certain time. I haven't have, haven't got to be at a certain place at a certain time. And so I joined a few Facebook apps. I joined a gardening one because that's what I'm interested in, plants and flowers. Uh, I joined the Winston Hills Community Facebook page, which is very interesting, and a few others. But I found as the year went on, I, I had my head buried in my phone far often than I should have. And although my time with the Lord remained the same, it certainly hadn't gone up, but the things of the world had gone up. So that was the reason that I rectified that. The, the other thing which is not easily rectified is that I put on a few kilo because I had my head stuck in the pantry and in the fridge. So, But I'm not Robinson Crusoe in that because I know a lot of other people who had to let their notches out on the belt. And so, but that's not what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about the being a slave to fear. Now, fear can represent itself in a, in a lot of different ways. But the aspect that I want to talk about is that fear that may come upon you if you're required to give the gospel to a complete stranger, that fear of rejection, of being ostracised, that sort of thing. And i tell you what's happened to me in the last few months. I, Diane did her knee in, and so she normally walks our dogs. So I've been walking the dogs for quite a few months now down the dog park, which is about three blocks away. And I've been getting to, to, to know our neighbours. Now, these neighbours have been here as long as I have, probably... 40-odd years, but I drive everywhere and I haven't seen them for, you know, years. And so you strike up a friendship, you know their names, you know what they like about the district, what they don't like about the district, that sort of thing. And when you get down the dog park, there could be 6 to 12 people down there and it's the same people. And so you strike up a friendship with them as well. If you go over morning, it's a different group of people, but the same people. But if I was to mention the word Jesus to them, I would be wearing an invisible sign saying, beware of the Jesus man down the other end of the park. And they would all gravitate one end and I'd be stuck down the other end. So my idea, it's not such a strategy, strategy is a bad word, I think, uh, but my idea is to build up a friendship with these people, a good friendship, a relationship with them to the point where you can invite them home for dinner or for lunch or a coffee. Probably not a coffee because most of them are women. They're not good like that. But you know what I mean. Now, I'm not a Ray Comfort sort of person. I I can't walk up to somebody and say, you know, do you ever think about where you're going to go when you die? You're going to go to heaven, you're going to go to hell? You know, you think you're a good person? You ever stole anything? We went down that track years and years ago and it doesn't work for me. But friendships do. And so that's the tactic I'm employing. Now, what what drove this home even further is that in the Winston Hills community Facebook page, somebody is crocheting little hearts, putting them in a sandwich bag with a little sign saying, I hope this heart brightens up your day. Hope you're feeling okay. 
Now, for a 75-year-old man, I would have thought a, a lint ball or a Ferrero Rocher in the letterbox, that, that would brighten up my day considerably. But I was wrong, De- dead wrong. Dozens and dozens of people have replied to how it's brightened up their day. One woman said, I was in the middle of a court case and I was at the lowest of low and I suddenly get this heart in the letterbox and you've got no idea how it brightened up my day. Another woman said, I was having a birthday but nobody could come because of lockdown, I was feeling pretty low. I get this heart in the letterbox, brightened up my day. Just this act of of the community generosity uh, and thoughtfulness has brightened, I don't know whether it's hundreds, but probably would be, hundreds of people's lives up. And so it got me thinking there's a lot of lonely people in our community, but there's also a lot of people with an emptiness. And that emptiness, we know, is Jesus. And so we're part of the Great Commission, and it's our responsibility to spread the good news, isn't it? So if we stand firm in the faithfulness of God, that faithfulness of God, God will be faithful to us and he will tell you when, when to speak to these people and he will also tell you what to speak, what to say to these people. So that's that's what I'm doing. I hope that's been encouraging. So there's two things that come out of that. Get your head out of your phone and buy a dog. No, no, don't buy a dog. Know your Um, work colleagues and the people in your neighbourhood. Bye-bye. Well, good morning, PCC. Uh, If you don't know me, I'm Josh. I've been at PCC with my mum and my dad for about uh, six or seven years now. Uh, And I trust that, uh, as I have this morning, that you've been inspired and uplifted by um, the words and the encouragement of other people in our church that they've brought this morning. Uh, It's my joy this morning to encourage you um, out of the Psalms. So uh, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, could you turn with me to Psalm 112? Um, Psalm 112. uh, And Psalm 112 speaks about a man who trusts in the Lord uh, and fears the Lord. And we're going to pick it up in verse 6. So um, verse 6 says, For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph uh, on his adversaries. What an incredible picture um, of a man who trusts in the Lord. And I think now more than ever, it's become really clear to all of us that the things that we trust in that that are of this world, um, whether it's uh, our way of life um, that's been upended by COVID, whether that's uh, natural disasters that we just can't predict or are out of our control, it's become really, really clear to all of us that holding on to anything in this world is not really worthy of our trust. It might work for a little bit, but it's not going to, it's not going to, hold us through for any prolonged period of time. And I think this picture in verses 6 through 8 is such an amazing picture of of a man. And uh, church, I just want to encourage us this morning that we can be like this man. We can be like this man. Or don't you want to be like this man this morning? Uh, So how do we go about being like this man? 
Well, if we turn our attention back to the passage in verse 7, let me read it for you again. It says, he's not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. And I think that one core ingredient that this passage gives us, that this, this, person, um, this person has, is that they trust in the Lord. That's the one thing that's uh, making them able to stand firm when others can't. And that's the one thing that's a, making them to have a heart that's steady when the world around them is not. Now, maybe you're hearing this this morning, and uh, I'm not sure where you're at, but maybe you've been walk, walking with the Lord for a long time, and it's really hard for you to trust in the Lord because you've you felt like you've done that before, but you've got a little bit burnt. Um, you've trusted in the Lord, uh, and you didn't get the outcome in one or two or more situations where that you felt like you should have got. Or maybe um, you, you're a bit, little bit further away from the Lord, and maybe trusting in the Lord just sounds like it just sounds like that Christian thing that Christians say. It doesn't really mean um, anything at all. It just sounds it's just a Christian way of saying, cross your fingers and hope for the best. Maybe that's how you feel about trusting in the Lord this morning. But for this man in Psalm 112, it seems really clear to me that this trust um, goes much deeper than that. This trust is firm. This trust is solid. This trust endures despite the circumstances that are around him. In fact, the verse 7 says that he's not afraid of bad news. It doesn't say that he's not going to get bad news, but in spite of bad news, he's able to trust in the Lord, and that is what gives him his confidence. So how is it that that's enough for him? How is it that it's just enough for him to, to just trust in the Lord and, and everything will be okay, or trust in the Lord, and, and he won't be afraid um, when tough times come? If you know anything about trust, when you decide to put your trust in something or someone, that moment where you put your trust in, in them, from that moment onwards, the outcome and how effective that is, is no longer determined by you. It's no longer determined by uh, how good you are or, or maybe how, how eloquent you are, how much money you have, how confident you are. No, it's got nothing to do with that at all because the moment you put your trust in something or someone else, it's got nothing to do with you and it's got everything to do with them. For example, uh, say you're going to sit on a chair and you, you sort of waddle over and you're about to shift your weight onto the chair and you decide to do that. The moment that that happens, it doesn't matter um, how confident you are and how, um, how popular you are. Um, and it's, the, what determines whether you're going to stay sitting on the chair and having a nice rest or whether you're going to end up um, on the floor with a, a sore bottom, um, that depends everything on the chair and nothing on you. If the chair's built really um, firm and steady, then you'll be sitting. Uh, but if the, the, the builder did a shoddy job, then it might not end so well. For this man in Psalm 112, He's not putting his blind trust in something or someone he doesn't know. He's putting his trust in the Lord. You see, Psalm 112 doesn't stand on its own. In fact, Psalm 112 has a twin, and it continues off its twin, and its twin is Psalm 111. While Psalm 112 talks about the man who trusts in the Lord and fears the Lord and delights in the Lord's commandments, 
Psalm 111 talks about the Lord himself. And what does it say about the Lord? It says that he is not powerless, but he is powerful. He's created heavens and earth and all of the works speak of his splendor and majesty, that he's, he's powerful and he reigns above everything, that he's sovereign, he's constant, despite the circumstances that might change within the world. This is a Lord and a God that doesn't change. This is a God who, um, who, who is able to, to work anything in the world for his own glory. He's not a, a God that's far off, but a God that's near. He's a God who's compassionate to the people who fear him and trust in him. He's not, he's not like a friend who, who says they're going to rock up at seven or rocks up at nine, but he's a faithful God. He is always faithful and just, and, and, and he's worthy of our trust. But the psalm doesn't stop there. Psalm 111 goes on to, to, talk, about, to talk about the character of this God that um, this man puts his trust in. That th- this God is a God who's merciful and gracious and just. And this is epitomized when it gets to verse 9. And um, in 111 verse 9, it says, He sent redemption to his people. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever, forever. So when the man in Psalm 112 puts his trust in the Lord, he's thinking about a God who's redeemed his people time and time again, um, from slavery in Egypt, from wars won, from um, destitution, um, and and brought them back to become a mighty nation. That's the picture uh, of the Lord that this man in Psalm 112 has in mind. But for us, For us, church, for us, PCC, we have a picture um, of a God who has indeed redeemed us. He's redeemed us in his ultimate way, Um, not from from slavery in Egypt, not from from being dissolved as a nation, but he's redeemed us from our sin. He has has sent the ultimate redemption for us by sending sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. That while we were his enemies... And while we were sinners, Christ died for us. God loved, the, loved us and loved the world so much that he would die for us so that we can be reconciled to him, that we can have a relationship with him, that we would be able to trust him forever. So that's the sort of God that this man trusts in. And like this man, now that we know that this is who our God is, we can identify in verse 6, in 112 verse 6, it says, for the righteous will never be moved. Indeed, you and I are righteous, not because of anything we've done, but because of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who we put our trust in. Verse 6 says that this man will be remembered forever. And if we trust in Jesus, we, we, we will be remembered forever, not by um, the pages of history, not by the pages of Wikipedia, but by um, the, the Lord God himself, the eternal God, for our names are written eternally in his book of life. And in verse 8, it says that uh, his heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. Like him, we will one day have triumph over all of our adversaries. Whatever we're going through, uh, whatever pain, whatever anxiety, um, whatever troubles, whatever bad news that we might receive, 
one day we too will triumph over all of that. And as Gabriel and as Graham have alluded, alluded to in the rest of the service, that the day is coming when Jesus is going to come back and, we, and he will triumph over everything, that everything will bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Uh, and we will reign eternally in glory with him forever over all bad news, over every situation that we face. Church, that is our hope today. That is our hope. This is the God who we serve, who we can trust in. So church, will we, will we be people who put our trust in the things of the world? Or will we be people who put our trust in the Lord, this God who we serve? Uh, and this morning, I don't know if um, maybe you're here and, and you, really, you don't really know Jesus, you haven't met Jesus before. Um, and I encourage you to slide to the end of the service. Um, reach out. If this is the God that you want to serve and put your trust in, reach out. But church, if you're, you're here this morning and you do know and love Jesus, this ministry year and beyond, as we think about standing firm, let's put our trust in the Lord and we will surely, surely stand firm. Why don't you bow your heads with me and close your eyes um, and just give a moment for the Holy Spirit to speak to us that the words that have been spoken um, this morning by everyone in the service so far, um, that Holy Spirit himself would speak to us uh, and would plant his word deep within us. Let's pray, church. Father God, we thank you for your, for your creation. We thank you that you are powerful in creation. We thank you for your character, that you are merciful and gracious to the point that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for us, that we might not perish, but we would have eternal life in you, and that one day we would triumph over every trouble. Father, as Gabriel said, let's Help us to, st to stand far, to hold fast onto you, not onto the things of this world. And as Graham said, that we would be able to, to live in this freedom that you've given us, that we would not be afraid, but you would give us opportunities to share the gospel with um, the people around us. And Father, we thank you for the good news um, that you have given us that will triumph over every piece of bad news. Help us to, by your Holy Spirit, live fully trusting you and help us to stand firm in you and we pray all this in your son's most precious name amen god bless you church thank you for listening to the Parramatta christian church podcast to hear other sermons or to find out more about our church please visit our website at pcc.org.au